Agents, if you have been paying attention to the last four or five episodes on this podcast, you know that our industry is under attack. NAR is being sued. Several brokerages are being sued. Several brokerages are leaving NAR, the same ones that are being sued. Even all this different turmoil in the market. And we're moving into our slowest season. And if there was ever a time that you needed to cultivate a strong mindset, it is now. We are gonna face these challenges over the next couple of weeks, months, and possibly even years. So if you have been contemplating leaving the business, or growing your business or any sort of doubt about your place in the business, this episode is for you because you need to strengthen your mindset to help overcome these challenges. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Kyle Lindsay and this is Jeremy Smith. Jeremy, I know that mindset is one of your favorite topics. It absolutely is, man. It absolutely is. And I never knew how important mindset was. Um, so I'm gonna tell a little story here. So I got into real estate back in 2003 and then I failed miserably in SoCal during that time. Like I was okay. I did okay. I think I made like six figures my first year did okay. Market crashed. My business crashed with it, lost everything. So moved out to Texas and in 2015 said, let's try this again. Almost 10 years later. At the time, I was working a full-time job and my wife was a stay-at-home mom. I was the only one bringing in income, had four kids. And I was just like, hey, let me try real estate again and and eventually leave this job. So I got into some some coaching. And the very first thing that they talked about in this coaching was mindset. And I'm like, what the hell? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we've all been there. It's like, bro, man, I want to sell houses. Why are you talking to me about my mindset? <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't expect that, yeah. right? I was like, what the fuck? Like, tell me how to like convert. Like, right. I want to know where to go and get buyers and sellers and how to convert them and, mm -hmm. and do that a lot, right? Yes. So that's why I'm here, you know? And so this guy starts off with his mindset stuff. And I remember part of the, like the beginning of the course, you know, setting the ground rules. He's like, hey, if you're, if, if you're reading personal development books, I need you to stop for the next 90 days as you go through this boot camp, mm -hmm. no personal development books. And I remember sitting there on my, on my bed and thinking, the hell's a personal development book? Like, <laughs> I had no clue, right? So I knew what personal development was, I guess, but I didn't really, had had not been exposed to that world, right. right? I was just working in the corporate world and, you know, just going in, doing my job day in and day out and trying to rise up the ladder. But it was, development was all inside of the organization, but it really wasn't mindset stuff, right? right? It wasn't really skill set stuff. It was more like who you know, mm -hmm. how you developed, mm -hmm. right? So, so I got introduced to this mindset thing. And probably about a year later, you know, I reflected back on where I was then compared to where I was when I started and what mindset had done for me. And I, I absolutely started some personal development books too. Mm -hmm. And what that did for my mindset and how far I had come. And so for you guys that don't know, my first year as a real estate agent for the second time, I closed 41 transactions with a full-time job. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say that if it wasn't for that mindset portion of the training, there's absolutely no way I could have done that. Yeah, for everyone listening right now and potentially about to shut us off because who needs to hear more about this fluffy mindset BS that doesn't actually help anyone? You know, we are not mindset gurus. We are not here to... I don't know, change, re reframe how you think or any of this other stuff or selling these seminars. We are real estate agents who know practically that if your mindset is not 
100% spot on, you will fail. Yeah. The market is too tough. Our job is too hard for you to have a weak mindset and succeed. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the reasons why, man, is because it's like a, it's a loop, mm -hmm. right? It's a loop. We have a thought. That thought creates an emotion. We now take action based off of that emotion. Mm -hmm. And then that action that we take has a consequence. Yep. You know, and, and it's like, and it happens super fast. You know, the easiest example is burning yourself, mm -hmm. right? Burn yourself. You put your hand on the oven. You're like, damn, that's hot. Oh, shit. Now I feel something. Now that's pain. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And you take your hand off, right? So that loop happened very quickly, but there's an immediate consequence of you putting your hand on there. Right. Right. Maybe, you know, the thought was, oh, this isn't hot. Okay, let me feel it. Mm -hmm. You know, now you took that action and, and you got burned. So there's a consequence to your action. And then probably a, a, a even better example that we could all relate to is road rage. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you're driving, somebody cuts you off. Maybe your first thought is, you know, that jerk, you know, did this to me, mm -hmm. right? Or they tried to kill me or almost killed me, you know, almost damaged my vehicle, mm -hmm. whatever the thought is. Now your emotion is going to be probably anger. You know, in most cases, it'll be anger. And then in that anger, you'll have a reaction. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're going to tailgate them. Maybe you're going to get in front of them and break check them. Maybe you're going to give them the bird. You know, that all has the consequences. You just never know, you know, yeah. what's, what's going to happen because of that. And those consequences lead to another thought, lead to another action. It's a vicious cycle that if it goes unchecked in real estate, it can, it can just ruin your business. Yeah. I mean, practical example using the, the road rage thing is, is if you are on the way to a listing appointment or let's say a buyer consultation or heck, even just a showing in which that you already have a client and that some of that road rage happens, but you're not able to check your mindset, you might show up pissed off. Yeah, 100%. And yeah. will you try to act professional? Yeah, but if you're already pissed off and you're trying to act professional, people can tell. Oh, absolutely. And, and, and you know something that's happened to me, you probably have experienced this too, where you're on your way to a meeting with a client and you get bad news about another deal. Yeah. Hey, this deal just fell apart, mm -hmm. you know, on your way to this listing opportunity. Right. Right. And now instead of looking at the opportunity that you have in front of you, you're focused on the thing you just lost. Right. right? All the work you put in, all the time spent, mm -hmm. all the effort, like all the people involved. And, and now you're, you're distracted. Right. Right. You're distracted with the emotions involved with now I'm going to have to start over and, you know, there's a waste of time and I might not get a, I might not get a check and, right. you know, all the stuff that goes on with that. Right. But that is a mindset issue. So this is, this is really good because this is all really related to why mindset is so important. Um, you know, and as we talk about that, you know, what, why is it so important right now? Like, why do agents really need to think about this? You know, I think it's, it's important in all aspects of our life, especially when things are hard, because mindset is really your your foundation and your compass, mm. right? It's kind of what you revert to, right? So in times of stress or hardship, you're going to revert to the, the weakest point of your mindset, mm -hmm. right? So if you get stressed easily, if you have negative thoughts easily, any sort of bad thing that you perceive that was bad didn't go your way, right? That's going to elicit those those negative thoughts, right? Or those mm -hmm. fearful thoughts. And so it's important to be able to, to control that, or at least be aware of it, mm -hmm. right? And then have the right mindset, right? One thing I really love is, is like a mindset of learning. 
right? So if you're if your mind is focused on learning, now everything in your life becomes an opportunity to learn. Yep. Right. So one thing that I learned was, and I just learned this recently, it's helped me tremendously, is what is the opportunity in this moment? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the opportunity? And that's mindset, right? Mm-hmm. That's a thought that I choose to think that sometimes I have to fight off other thoughts, right? Yeah. I have to fight off those negative thoughts when I feel them or, you know, know that they're there. It's, okay, well, hold on. Yeah, I'm mad, but what's the opportunity? Mm-hmm. For, for those of you guys that don't know, none of you do until I'm about to tell you. Um, <laughs> this is our second time recording this episode. <laughs> Right, so uh, we recorded the episode, and the camera shut off. But didn't realize it shut off. It shut off much earlier than we thought it had. It was a disaster. We, yeah, um, we, we talked for almost twenty minutes without realizing the camera was off. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. So this is take two. It's better, by the yeah. way. Um, but that's where I really had to go with my mind because I was struggling the narrow mindedness of what's going on with the camera. Right. Right, and so. Kyle even said, hey, fix your mindset on your camera, right? <laughs> so it, it, I'm glad you said that because it helped me because I was like, mm, okay, check. Yeah, my mindset, where's the opportunity here? Yeah, there were some words that we, had, we would have had to bleep out if we were still recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, this is, this is fantastic because it leads me to a question that I think a lot of people probably need to hear asked and hear answered is, is your mindset set or can it be learned? Can I change my mindset or am I just born with the mindset that I was born with? Yeah. Fantastic question. So it it certainly can be changed. Mm -hmm. You know, that's the beauty about our brains. You know, our brains are so freaking magnificent. Just there's nothing that our brains can do. You know, there's a quote that says, Hey, if, if you, if you can believe it, then you can achieve it. Mm -hmm. And that is so freaking true. So yeah, Absolutely. Your mindset can be changed. Mm -hmm. You can grow it. You can deteriorate in it. Like it's just like muscles. Yeah. Like you can, you can go work out and and get super jacked and then you can stop working out and and get fat again. You know, it's just, just the way that it works is the same thing with your brain. We can have a very strong mindset and then we can, we can digress Yeah. and then we can bring it back. You know, that's what I love about it. It's just all, it's all a choice. Yeah. And, you know, and today we're talking about specifically more, more or less about overcoming challenges, but there's so much to mindset and how deep it can go about limiting beliefs and all sorts of things that we're not really going to get into today. But, but man, if, if you, if you are stuck somewhere, it is 100% to do with your mindset. If you have told yourself you can't learn technology or you can't learn AI, or there's no way I could close 40 deals a year that is all mindset. And one of the things Jeremy loves to say, which I love to hear is, is, Hey, there's someone out there right now doing what you wanted to do. They're mm-hmm. achieving your dream. Yeah. Why not you? Exactly. And the re- the answer to that question is it's your mindset. You don't believe you can. Mm-hmm. So I love that analogy, especially the, the, the process here of thoughts, create emotions, emotions, create actions, actions, create consequences, which then go back to thoughts. And, at somewhere in that cycle, when you catch yourself spiraling downwards into negative thought, negative emotions, and negative mindset, you got to be able to catch yourself. And that's where working your brain and your mindset like a muscle, it's all about the questions you can ask yourself and be honest with yourself and answer. Yeah. And I, you know, I think when we really drill down on mindset, it comes down to beliefs. What do you truly believe about yourself and about the situation you're in? And how can you change those beliefs if they're not where you want them to be? 
Right. In our first session of the uh, of the recording that got lost, Jeremy was talking about you know situations that can cause a negative mindset. With you know, the, the car example is one, obviously road rage. But man, talk more about the one that you brought up before about um, prospecting because that was a good one. That was a really good one. Yeah, yeah. So I've actually had to struggle with this, you know, because prospecting is tough. Yeah. You know, and and a lot of times we're we're prospecting and we're just facing rejection. Yeah. By the way, if you love prospecting and getting told no all the time, hit us up in the comments. Let us know because <laughs> we'd love to talk to you and find out why. Yeah. You're, you've got an awesome mindset. <laughs> yeah, like, for sure. <laughs> or you've got issues. Yeah. One of the two, but we still want to talk to you. <laughs> so, you know, we all know prospecting involves a lot of rejection, mm -hmm. you know, and, and a lot of times we tend to take rejection personally. Mm -hmm. You know, we'll, we'll say, hey, you know what? In our minds, that person doesn't want to do business with me because of the way I talk or because of the way I look, or right. because of the words I said, or the way I said the words that I said. Like, there's all kinds of stories that we tell ourselves that convince ourselves that we're the issue, mm -hmm. that we're the issue. So what's absolutely the truth is that the people that we're out there prospecting with or to, they, they don't know us and they really don't care about us. No. They, they don't. Yeah, they're not bringing us up at, at dinner night. Like, you'll never believe who I got cold called by. <laughs> exactly. They don't, man. As soon as it's done, it's done. You know, yeah. they're, they're moved on to the next thing in their life. And so what's important to know and wrap our brains around is that we're inserting ourselves into people's lives no matter where they're at in their life. Like, we have no clue, mm -hmm. right? No clue. We make that phone call for us where we're at in our life. We're at prospecting time, right? right? These people could have just found out that, that their car is broke and it's going to cost five grand to fix it and they don't have the money. Mm -hmm. They could have just found out that their kid's in trouble at school or there's bills to be paid and their check bounced, they, they got laid off, they lost a family member, they're going through a relationship split. Like, who knows, man? Right. Just There's all kinds of situations that we can enter into unknowingly when mm -hmm. we're doing our prospecting. So what I've learned is to tell myself the truth. These people aren't objecting to me. Right. They're objecting to the process. And if they treat me badly on the phone, it's not me. Mm -hmm. It's whatever they're going through. Like I, I'm the one who inserted my, myself into their life mm -hmm. at this moment of time. Therefore, the best thing that I can do is handle it well and continue to follow up. Right. Right. Even though I get rejection, continue to follow up because I know that if these people conduct a real estate transaction, the best thing they could do is hire professional representation. Mm -hmm. The best professional representation they can get in this area is me, <laughs> right? I truly believe that. And there's a mindset lesson behind that, right? Yeah. Self, self-efficacy is a part of your mindset, yeah. right? And I, there, and there's a lot, you better believe it because you know it to be true. Like you can't trick yourself, mm -hmm. right? And I can be able to trick ourselves and say, yeah, we're the best. And we know that we don't know our contracts. We know we don't know how to negotiate. We know right. we've never done this before. Like you can't trick yourself. You know, we all know deep inside what the truth is. So living in that truth is going to help you with, with that positive mindset, you know, and just understand that, hey, when you get rejected by somebody, it's not you, it's really them. Yeah, that, that is crazy powerful. I want everyone to take a quick second and distill down what, what you just heard. If you are having problems making prospecting calls, reaching out to people, door knocking, whatever your preferred method is, if you are having trouble getting motivated for that, really ask yourself why. And ask yourself why a bunch of times so you get to the real answer because more than likely, it's a lack of confidence in your skills. Mm -hmm. It is a fear of success because you know that if they say yes, well, then what? 
Yep. You may not know what to do once you get a client if yep. you're brand new, or maybe you've been in the business several years, but you know, you're probably not the best realtor around. If you're being honest with yourself and you can really answer, why am I so hesitant to make these calls? Is it truly just a fear of rejection or is it possibly a question of my competency? Right. And luckily that's good news because you can fix competency. You can learn, you can take courses, you can figure those things out. If it's fear of rejection, no down or deep down that you have value to offer. Yeah. And if you don't have value to offer, see question one, <laughs> you know, so <laughs> that is step one. Yeah. So that, that is fantastic <laughs> advice. And I know you have a good story. I, I don't want to let this go super long on this one part here, but I know you have a great story about someone who, treated you terribly and then end up becoming a client later. Spo oh yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I'll tell the story real quick. So <laughs> I had just started, um, in real estate and budget was, was probably zero, mm -hmm. you know, and, and I had kind of splurged and printed out a bunch of, uh, postcards that I created a market update for, mm -hmm. put a market update on these postcards, print them out and went through my neighborhood, handing them out. I was knocking on people's doors unless they had no soliciting sign. Mm -hmm. And then I would just leave the flyer like on their front door, right? With, with the no soliciting sign, still left that thing there. So I'm out doing this. It's like an afternoon and I get home, I look at my phone and I've got a voicemail. And I'm like, hell yeah. Like <laughs> this paid off fast. Like yeah. well, I'm pumped, man. I'm super stoked. My mindset was in the right place. Man. Already cashing that check in his mind. <laughs> Dude, in the bank, bro. In the bank. I was like, okay, that's one. Need to get into the next one, right? right? right. So, you know, I, I just figured that that's what it was going to be. So I, I checked my voicemail and, and it was not that. It was the exact opposite. <laughs> it was a lady was like, you came to my house and left your trash on my door. I've got a no soliciting sign. Don't leave your shit on my door. And man, yeah. she's just reaming me out, yeah. bro. Reaming me out. And my first thought was, that's lazy me. You know, and and it was about me. You know, I'm like, oh, it's about me. You know, what what's going on? But she was in the neighborhood that I wanted to be my farm area, the neighborhood where I live. So I'm like, well, I got to do something, right? So I called her back, and I left her a voicemail. She didn't answer my call, and I just apologized. Hey, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't didn't mean to upset you. You know, I I didn't realize that I couldn't leave it at your door with a no soliciting sign. That was the truth. But I won't do that again. You know, mm -hmm. just just apologize profusely to her, and then. Let it go. So I never heard back from her. A couple of years later, I have a voicemail and I'm like, yes, it's a listing. Like <laughs> I was super excited again. And I and I checked the voicemail and, and it was. It was Lay's like, hey, um, I live in the neighborhood. I would like for you to come by. I need to sell a house. So when I got the address from her and looked it up, it was that lady. Mm -hmm. It was that lady who had cussed me out a couple of years prior. She ended up calling me, ended up listing her home. We never talked about that. <laughs> I, did, <laughs> I did not bring it up at the dinner table. Yeah. Even though I kind of wanted to. Right. I was like, hey, do you remember that time? I was like, not. Nah, I actually have it saved right here if you want to hear it again. Remember that voicemail you <laughs> left me two years ago? So in the listing appointment, I'm talking with her. And she was like, hey, this is where it all comes back around. So I'm talking to her and she was telling me about her life. She's mm -hmm. like, yeah, things have been tough. You know, this has happened, that has happened. You know, two years ago, my dad passed away. And I, and I asked her more about that. And it came to be like, her dad had passed away like weeks before I had been to her door and dropped that thing off on yep. her doorstep. So this all like made sense to me now. I'm like, yeah, that that that's so true. Like. She didn't object to me. Mm -hmm. I met her at a point in her life. I inserted myself into her life at a time where she was grieving the loss of her dad. Right. And I was the straw that broke the camel's back on that day. 
Yeah. Like that's not who she was. Mm -hmm. Super nice lady. I'm still friends with her. Like she still refers us clients. Like mm -hmm. we're friends on Facebook. She's an amazing person. That's not who she was. That's just what, that's just who showed up in that moment mm -hmm. because of what she was going through in life. You know, so that's just, I mean, real factual evidence of how people aren't necessarily rejecting to us personally. You know, we just have to show up with empathy and love and continue to be us. Mm -hmm. And I did continue to follow up with this lady. You know, she was she ended up in my mail campaign. So mm -hmm. I didn't deliver anything to her door, but she stayed in the mail campaign. Right. <laughs> so she got the mailers, um, but she didn't call me on any of those. So stay true to you, right? These people aren't rejecting you. They're rejecting the process and who knows what they're going through. Well, yeah, when you really think about it, how can they reject you? They don't know you. Right. You're just some person on the other end of the phone that they're talking to for the very first time. They cannot reject you. All they can reject is the message you're giving them right that second. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, as we we're talking through this, that a lot of times we want to think that people are rejecting us, but I think a lot of times it's the failure, mm -hmm. right? It's like, hey, let me go try this. I want to win. You lose. Shit, I lost. No reward, mm -hmm. right? And so now let me try it again. Shit, I lost again. No reward. And then you get tired of that. Mm -hmm. Right, you get tired of the losing, the losing, the losing with no reward because your mindset is looking for that immediate gratification reward right now. Mm -hmm. Right, you don't understand, every, or you've underestimated how much work it's going to take to get that win. Yeah. So now your mindset is instead of hey, you know what, I need to do this two hundred times before I get a win, and, and you resolve to that. You're thinking, hey, if I do this five times, I'll get a win, and then five times go by, you didn't get a win, you give up. And so. Talking about future pace, we're going to talk about, you know, how to develop and cultivate that strong mindset. But as a little quick tidbit, with a long enough time horizon, anything is possible. Right. And tying your efforts to an immediate result is a quick way to set yourself up for failure. Yes. If you say, tell yourself, okay, I'm going to make 100 phone calls. If I don't get an appointment, phone calls suck. Mm -hmm. The leads suck. Right. The leads suck or I suck or whatever. Unless, or you say, hey, I'm going to make 100 phone calls a week. For five years, do you think that difference there is going to be phenomenal? Like it's going to be such a huge difference between the results you would get from just saying, I'm going to do this for five years and this is what I'm going to do. And I don't care. I'll, I'll get better along the way. Same thing I hear. I mean, you see all the time with agents so that want to start a social media channel or something. They make a post for, you know, one post a week for a month and they don't get any clients or even even six months and they don't get clients. They think, oh, well, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, it's like you didn't commit to the process long enough. Right, right. I like that you bring up that word process too, because that's what we tell folks. And that's what I was told. Mm -hmm. And what's true is like you commit to the process, right? Right. You attach to the process, you detach from the outcome mm -hmm. and you just focus on that process. Imagine how good somebody would be at those calls if they did it a hundred a week for five years. Yeah, or a hundred a day. For five years. For five years. Dude. You would be the best cold caller in the nation. Dude, you, your closing ratios would just be so high. Yeah. Five years is going to pass anyway. I, well, I mean. Might as well do it. I we I hear stats all the time of people that literally will set an appointment with every 25 to 30 calls. Yeah. And that's where you would be. Could you imagine pick up the phone? You know how long it takes to make 25 or 30 calls? Not that An long. hour or two? Yeah. And you set an appointment? If you work two hours a day once you got to that point, you would set five appointments a week. Yeah. I mean, how like anyone watching this, I think, would, would love to have that amount of business. Yeah. Yeah. Five appointments a week. That's just say 20 right. a month. And if you're setting, if you're closing at 25%, that's five closings a month. Right. 
And we'll talk in later episodes about the challenges having that much business pre- presents yeah. and how to scale to there. Because obviously, you know, some of you listening right now, if we dropped 10 listings in your lap, you would have no idea what to do. You know, so and that's another future episode of, of how to scale up. But what we're really trying to, to get you mindset wise focused on here is detach from the outcome and attach the process because the mindset difference is is drastic when you can do that. Right. Because yeah. you can make a hundred phone calls in a day no matter what people on the other line say. Yeah. Certainly so, can. Boom. Check that box, mission accomplished. Yep. You know, yep. I sold a house for a couple that I was um, passing out flyers one time and I knew like if I passed out, I think it was like 150 flyers or something or talked to X amount of people, I was going to get one client. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget. I can see this scene right now. I walk up to them, they're gardening and I'm passing out probably the same market update <laughs> postcard or whatever. Right. I go to give it to them to the same neighborhood and they're like, no, thanks. I don't want that. And I said, you know what? I know you don't want it and you're probably going to throw it in the trash like everybody else I've given this to. But if you could help me out, if I give 150, 150 of these away, I will get a client. And you're not that client. I get it. But if you would just take this and throw it away, you'd help me out so much. <laughs> I literally said this to them. And they laughed. They're like, yeah, sure. They took it. Probably, I want to say maybe a, another two years later, I end up selling their house. Yeah. Amazing when you just become a human yeah. and you talk to someone yeah. and you get past the scripts. I'm not saying scripts aren't valid. They're very valuable. But when they you are. just like open up. And you can just have a conversation with someone. You be a real person. Yeah. The connection you make is. Yeah. Well, you know. well I mean, that was my script too. Yeah. I, I was going to tell everybody that. Fair enough. That was my script. <laughs> it was real. You yeah. know, it was, honest. it was real. Mm-hmm. I know one of the things that we're supposed to talk about is like, what is a good mindset? Yeah. Definitely want to get your opinion on this too, because I think this transcends everything is a mindset of learning. Mm-hmm. Like, I think if people have a mindset of learning, like genuinely learning, it will take care of so many problems because you'll want to learn from everything. You'll want to learn from your failures. Mm-hmm. You'll want to learn from other people. You'll want to learn from the wins. Yes. Like you'll be, if you're eager to learn, I think that solves so many problems in real estate. I think, yeah, I like to call that a mindset of curiosity. Yeah. You're always curious. You yeah. know, yeah. Two words, same, same thing we're really trying to, 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 Expressed there is like if you're always curious about a situation, about a problem, about a failure, about a success, you will always be learning. I love that. I, you know, when I think of a strong mindset, that is part of it. But I think about having a core set of beliefs that I always fall back to because, and I've heard you say this before, is you always fall back to your weakest point in your mindset. Mm-hmm. And so, really solidifying those beliefs, I think, is, is your foundation, your strength of your mindset. Like, I provide value. I am one of the best realtors in DFW. Those are some core beliefs I have that help shape my mindset. So when I call people, I'm talking to them, you know, my mindset is like, like I, I know that no matter what question they ask, even if I don't have the answer, I'm the one of the best people possible they could be asking that to. Absolutely. And so I'm not scared to share that knowledge. I'm not scared to call them and offer value and things, things like that. All of that really ties back into itself though. I mean, when you really think about having a good, strong mindset is, is not being closed off to the possibility of learning, being curious and having those core beliefs about who you are and what you represent so that you don't fall in those traps. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm a piece of crap because I got rejected eight times today or whatever, or I made three phone calls and no one picked up. I must be a total loser. You, you can fall back on who you are and your, your beliefs 
to not fall back in that negative mindset trap. Dude, so that reminds me what you just said of a book that I read called The Attributes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely insane. Like you're so spot on with that. And The Attributes book is is written by a Navy SEAL. Mm -hmm. And it talks about the attributes that are required for success, mm -hmm. right? And and one of those attributes is self-efficacy. Yeah. Right. And and there's more into that. Like they talk about how important narcissism is. And, mm -hmm. and I know that's got a negative connotation. I actually did a talk on this about narcissism in business. Mm -hmm. It was interesting. I love it. But get that book, you guys listening, because it's really cool. And it'll talk to you ab about how important it is to believe in yourself. Yeah. Right. And there's levels to that. And there's layers to what reasons why you do or don't believe mm -hmm. in yourself. Right. But we're grown. We're adults. we got to fix the problems that exist. Well, when you really think about it, and I've, I've read this and I can't really reference exactly where, but you are given a core set of beliefs as a child from your parents. Certainly. And what do most parents want for their children if they're good parents? They want them to do better than they did. Yeah. However, all they know is what they know and they pass on their beliefs to you as a child. Yeah. It's up to you really. Um, and hopefully you find mentors along the way that can help grow your mindset. Yeah. If you're going to do better than they did, you have to grow your mindset bigger than they did and yes. better and stronger. As we get into their adult years, twenties, thirties, whatever, as you and me as old men in our forties, uh -huh. you know, you can look back on that, but you had to, at some point grow past where you're, you know, apologize mom and dad, if you're listening, but you know, my parents grew up thinking that if you needed to buy something, you, you financed it. Yeah. I grew up thinking credit cards were just how you did everything. Right. And it was just, you know, that's one of the things, the mindset shifts I had to break as an adult. Like, no, I listened to Dave Ramsey and I listened to some other financial podcasters and gurus or whatever, whatever, and learned that, you know, no, credit cards are bad. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying they're, they're, they're evil in a way, but you can use them, find it responsibly. However, it's better just to be done with them. Right. I, mean, I still use one to this day, but we pay it off every month. Right. For but miles. Anyways, your miles, man. Yeah, yeah. And I, I'm going off topic there. But, you know, I had to break that mindset. I yeah. had to grow. I had to be curious about how to be actually financially responsible and how to grow my wealth in a different way than my parents did because, you know, they didn't really teach me any of that growing up. Yeah. I love how the curiosity mindset that you talked about led you to that realization. Yes. Right. Learning mm -hmm. that. So what are, what are some ways that you would recommend if somebody's like, yeah, I want to change my mindset or I don't know where my mindset's at? Like, what are some ways that folks can improve? As we're talking, this idea hit me. This is probably going to be super uncomfortable for a lot of people. If you're not even sure where your mindset's at, ooh, ask someone. Yeah. And ask them for the un, the truth. Say, hey, I want to learn and grow, and I think it starts with my mindset, but I'm not quite sure where I'm at. How would you describe my mindset? Yeah. And, you know, maybe a spouse isn't the best person to ask this to, Mainly, unless your spouse is brutally honest, but mainly spouses are, are you know, probably not going to give you the straight answer. Yeah. They don't want to hurt your feelings. Right. Talk to someone who you're acquainted to maybe at work or, you know, a friend of some sort that you know will, that has, that loves you enough to be that tough love and give you some, some honest feedback on that. Yeah. Because you may not, you may be manifesting something you're not even aware of. Right. Right. And if you have a mindset of learning, yeah. you will want to hear what they have to say. Well, how you frame that conversation is everything. If you just tell me, hey, man, what's my mindset like? You're right. probably going to get bullshit. But if you <laughs> tell them like, hey, look, I just listened to this podcast. These guys are freaking geniuses. You have to subscribe to the How To Real Estate podcast. You know, tell them that first. But then you say, look, 
I really want to understand where my mindset is because I want to grow. Where I'm at currently in my business is not where I want to be. And I think my mindset is a big deal part of that. You can help me immensely by giving me some honest feedback on my mindset. Yep. And what do you, what, what, how do you see it and how would you describe it to, to my, to other people? Like and, ways to improve it? Yeah. I would say like for me, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to when I was, you know, transitioning from the railroad to into real estate and, and going from a mindset of like W2 employee and man, keep in mind, I was, I mean, I was not a great teenager. I had a, a kid at 17. My parents were divorced at five. I was raised by a single mom. Like there's issues, like issues that so many people have, right? But these are just unique to me. So my mindset really was um, limited. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like, hey, I didn't go to college. I can only do so much, right? So- Can't even spell self-development? Didn't even know what it was, man. <laughs> so, you know, so, so some of the things that I did to overcome that was- one, I immersed myself in learning, mm-hmm. just immersed. Like I removed the uh, the antenna from my truck so I couldn't get radio. Mm-hmm. And I know that like everything's on podcasts and stuff now, <laughs> right? You guys listening on Spotify, but I would eliminate that, like eliminate music. I know that sounds weird, but, and I'm not saying for forever, right. but for a period of time as you, as you kind of work on this, like unless it's music that's uplifting, like I listen to a lot of rap music, right? So I had to eliminate rap music. The message just isn't great, right? Think of it as the uh, juice cleanse for the mind. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Think of it like a like if you have a glass, right? And and you have mud in that glass. Like if you keep pouring mud in the glass, that glass is never going to be clear. Well, if you pour water on top of the mud, it's still full mostly with mud. Exactly. So you, you got to clean it out. So I remove that. I stop watching the news. Mm-hmm. Because I've never watched a newscast where it was full of positivity. Right. Right. So I, I, I distance myself from, from certain people. So really it's just step, step one was to remove and, and eliminate as much negativity as possible. Because mm-hmm. that keeps you vibrating at a low frequency. And when you're at a low frequency, you're always tired. Like your mindset sucks. Like everything mm-hmm. is bad. And I hated being there. So- also, in addition to that, I started listening to self-development books. Mm-hmm. And I, I found mentors in people like Grant Cardone and mm-hmm. Napoleon Hill and Robert uh, Kawasaki. Kiyosaki. Kawasaki. Kawasaki. I was thinking he of makes pianos on the side when he's not investing in real estate. <laughs> I was thinking motorcycles, man. Come on. Oh, he's awesome. a, he made the motorcycle. So him, rich dad, poor dad. Like I just immerse myself in, in books of, of people that have gone through similar stuff and mm-hmm. like their stuff made sense. And so like Rich Dad Poor Dad mentioned that one, but 10X by Grant Cardone, Seller mm-hmm. Be Sold, Be Obsessed or Be Average, Think and Grow Rich, The E-Myth Revisited, mm-hmm. and then later on David Goggins and Joe Rogan. like. Ooh. David yeah. Goggins, man, if you want an unbreakable mindset. Yeah, Jocko Willink, extreme yeah. ownership, super important for mindset. Yeah. Remove the negativity, put a bunch of good fuel in my brain mm-hmm. and and just start getting after it, you know, and and started stacking wins. Yeah. And then my mindset just changed so quick. I'm glad you mentioned that, stacking wins, because what I heard was mainly, is and first thing you have to do is remove, remove negative influences. Yeah. Um, and you know, and there's a lot of debate around this. I don't think you need to remove 
certain people out of your life. Like if you have a longtime best friend who's going through something right now and they're negative and impacting you, I'm not saying ditch them forever. Right. But there might be a season where you need to remove them so you can work on yourself so you can help them later. Yep. Or you have a an in-law or a family member or someone you can't really remove from your life. I, there's a lot of people who are like, just ditch them, get, yeah. get rid of them. I, yeah. I don't think that's right. I think you need to develop your mindset so you can be a positive influence on them. Certainly. There is definitely though science that backs up the fact that who you surround yourself with most of the time is who you become. Yeah. And if you don't have that great group, like you're talking about, I think this is where all these books, these podcasts, these um, audio books come in super handy. You can find mentors who are not, you're not shaking hands with, but you listen to and you feed your brain. So I love that. But what I really like, I want to expand on the stacking wins and this doesn't mean big wins. Right. I think, you know, if you're really, so depending on how far down you are in your mindset, I think one of the first things that you do is one is examine where you are and be real honest about that. Right. Number two is, is you do start removing those negative influences and you start putting those, those positive influences back in. But then once you've done that and you start hopefully feeling a little bit better and your mindset starts developing, start stacking those wins. And I would tell you to start with exercise. 100%. Um, exercise, once again, going back into science, has some crazy benefits, which I'm not going to go into now. Hopefully, all of you will understand at this point um, how much benefit that is. But, I mean, it could just be a walk a day. Start with something small and start accomplishing it. Ten minutes a day, build from there. Maybe you just want to go back and start lifting again. Your first win could just be driving to the gym and then going home. Yeah. You know, it, it could be small. I mean – go in if you can, but I'm just saying like start with a small goal and stack those wins until you are at the level you wanted to be. Right. You know, where you're working out an hour and a half each morning or whatever. I think those things will lead to a more unshakable mindset. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so glad you brought up the exercise thing because there's so much medical science yeah. that, that backs up how important exercise is to your, your energy levels, yeah. right? And to your mindset, it's, it's absolutely critical. And other ways you can stack wins, you know, it's just knocking off your tasks, mm -hmm. you know, like, Hey, I've got all these things to do, like write them down. I, I've been doing this for years, but I just did it the other day on my whiteboard where it was just stuff around the house, mm -hmm. you know, stuff around the house that needed to get done, trim trees and replace this and call the person for that. And putting it up there on the whiteboard and seeing it every day helped me to keep it top of mind. And man, there was things that I have, I had neglected for weeks. Mm -hmm. And then when I wrote them down, I had everything done within two or three days. Yeah. Just having it there in front of me. And then I felt better. Mm -hmm. You know, those things are done. Garage is clean. Sprinklers yeah. are fixed. Like everything is done on that list. When you do that, if you're trying to accomplish something, some small tasks, especially business related, find a group. Yeah. There is a more science involved that says if you can accomplish a shared goal with a group, you form a bond with that group, which will naturally improve your mood. Yeah. This is more mood based, but it can help your mindset as well. Yeah. That positive feedback loop will help your mindset. You can all support each other as things get hard. So in real estate, what does that really mean? Well, if you're a solo agent, try to reach out inside your brokerage and find a few accountability partners. Yeah. Three, four, five, form a small group. You guys can feed off each other. If not, find a team. Yep. This is why I think the future of real estate is in teams is because it is hard to be a solo agent in this current market. It really is. Um, if you're not on a good team, you know, find one. They're not all, they're not all built the same as you go forward. And something else we didn't really talk about, but find a good why. Yeah. 
mindset can be hard. Yeah, it certainly can. I'm thinking about that Be Obsessed or Be Average book. Yeah. And I really like that because I think, at least for me, it, it gave me, I guess, some freedoms, mm -hmm. you know, because like we hear, you know, obsession is a bad thing and it mm -hmm. can be, you know, about the wrong thing. Right. But there's some people that are very successful and they talk about how being obsessed about what you're doing, being obsessed about being great at that is okay. Mm -hmm. You know, and for me, that was like freedom. I'm like, okay, cool. So now I can have this, this learning mindset and be obsessed with success in real estate. So everything I do and everything I think about, like in the morning, real estate, yeah. afternoon, night, real estate, like I'm getting better and better and better. And did that have a you know negative impact on my life? No, right. it did not. Like, this is what I do. This mm -hmm. is my life. It's my lifestyle. It's not an, it's not a nine to five right. where I wake up, you know, go to work, do my duties, come home and I'm done mm -hmm. until the next day. No, this is my life. This is what my family's involved in. Like mm -hmm. my wife's involved, my daughter's involved, everybody's involved. This is our life. It's okay. It's okay for us to be obsessed. There's, there's no such thing as work-life balance, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's integration. And we've done that pretty well, you know, on integrating our family into the business. So there's no substitute for the right mindset. 100%. You, to tie it all back together from the beginning, you, if you want to achieve anything in any industry, your mindset has to be right. Yeah. If your mindset sucks and you're constantly a, a downer and nothing is going to ever work because it's too hard or no one will want to do it and all you spew is negativity, you're never going to succeed. Yeah. I mean, it would be like hitting the lotto. Yeah. So what are some red flags like for those that are still listening, like what are some red flags to look out for to know if they or somebody that they are around has a negative mindset? I think first and foremost, uh, well, someone you're around, if you dread, if you dread picking up the phone when they call you. Yeah. Could be a negative man. Yes. Or and on the flip side, I guess, if you have a hard time getting people to pick up your phone calls, <laughs> I mean, it <laughs> might be, be your mindset. <laughs> yeah, it could be. It definitely could be. I, you know, some things that we see is, Definitely negative, negative talk. Yeah. Right. Some folks have a problem for every solution. Mm -hmm. A reason why nothing can work. Yes. Always complaining. Yeah. You know, complaining about this, never taking responsibility. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody else and everything else is the problem. You mm -hmm. know, it's never them. Right. And there's those people that are uncoachable. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if you're in a class with somebody and that person is always pushing back or, you know, it just isn't learning. Right. Even if they're in the class and y'all getting the same instruction and they're not learning, but you are, chances are they're not learning because their mindset's not focused on learning. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be focused on something probably negative. Yeah, 100%. So there, I think there's, there's, a, there's a lot of ways to see when somebody's negative and be careful too, because negativity is so heavy. Mm-hmm. It will pull a, a positive person down way faster than a positive person can ever lift up a negative one. Yep. So avoid it. Yeah, 100%. Avoid it at all costs. Work on your mindset. Get some books. Get into self-development. Be around other people that are motivated and inspired to be honest with you, to push you. Get exercise. Mm -hmm. Take risks. Learn all you can. Stack wins. Look for opportunities in the losses. Don't take things personal. Mm -hmm. Know that folks are, are are going through life and you're entering their life wherever they're at. They're not rejecting you. They're rejecting the process. Be a light in their life. Mm -hmm. Continue to shine. 
continue to follow up with them, continue to work and master your craft, know without a shadow of a doubt that you are the best option for buyers and sellers in your marketplace and things will turn around for you. You will see the success that you're looking for and you will inspire, motivate, and lift up other people around you. Guys, this is the How To Real Estate Podcast. I want you guys to succeed despite the odds. We've got a 90 days to real estate greatness system that I want to share with you guys. So the links will be below. You can look in the comments or in the show notes for a link to claim your access to the 90 days to real estate greatness. In 90 days, if you follow this system, you are going to be much further along the road than you are now. You'll grow so much. Your mindset will be great. You'll know exactly what to do day in and day out to guarantee success in your real estate career. Thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. Later.